Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Jamie. Welcome back. We're here once again for you. So many good books to talk about. Maybe it's really for us. I know. But we welcome you. Yes, you're welcome to listen. Um, What's on your shelf? I have a lot of good ones to talk about. I'm glad you do. (laughs) Not that I have bad ones, but I just haven't had that. Boom. Yeah. Five star. I know what you mean. I haven't a had a five star for a little yeah, while. So. Um, but I ha- I do have some good ones that I think people should read. Yeah. So I'm happy about that. I get to be picky and choosy too because I've read a bunch. So like I can like. Yeah. You just- get to choose which ones you want to actually share. Instead yes. of just the ones you've read. Totally. I'm. I have a three-year-old staying at my house for two weeks and she's absolutely adorable. My niece. And so fun. it is so fun. But I am finding that I am getting through way less books. Yes, they I don't, need I'm, attention. Yeah. So I understand. You get through a lot of books with a three year old, almost four year old, right? She just turned four she this week. She just turned four. I know. Happy birthday, little one. I know. She's so happy it was her birthday. That is exciting. So, anyway, my, my list isn't as long this time, but I'll take it because I am getting to spend time with my. Yes, you are very my lucky. Niece. I need to figure out this She balance. is very lucky. Yes, we say. are all very lucky. It is just, it's fun. It's fun, fun. So That's awesome. Um, But, fun fact. but, but, yes, fun fact. Well, fun fact is I put today on my stories that I got Malibu Rising from the library. I am so bothered about I, this. Can I said, just say that? It said six months when I looked two days ago. And now and then, it's available. And I I mean, honestly, I was thinking, I'm not going to get it. I'm going to have to buy this one, which was fine. I'm fine with it. And so I'm finishing up my book today, and then that's going to be my next one. Ugh. And I looked this morning, and I was like, whoa, what? I don't have to buy it. It was like a birthday present. So I also had it on hold, and it was six months. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to buy it. We're reading it in a week. And I have another book that I just barely was released. And mm-hmm. it's got, you could have put a, a hold on it before it was even released. So it's got a huge long wait list. And, and I'm like, I need to there. get on that list. So I took Malibu Rising off knowing that I was going to buy it anyway. And then to hear that you got it when yours also set a six month wait. Yes. And if I'd have just held on for a few more days. A few more days, you would have had it. I have it. I'm I can so start it. Bothered with myself. I can officially start. I've got like two hours left of the book, an hour and a half ish left of the book I'm finishing up today, and then Ugh. I can jump into Malibu Rising. It's can I'm like so I. It's been a little while. I will say since I've been so excited about one of our book club picks. I agree. I've also never had to make myself wait to read. Like typically, I would have just started reading it the day it came out. Right. But I've been holding off. Until right before we record that episode. And I've had to be really careful what I read and what interviews I watch or see about the book or other because we follow a lot of other book reviewers or book clubs on Instagram and whatnot. And I just if I see it's Malibu Rising, I just have to hurry and scroll past because I don't want anything spoiled. I know. I don't want to know what people think of it. Totally. I just want I want to come in completely blind. And so, for our fun fact this week, I'm, like, looking through different fun (laughs) facts and trying not to read. There's so many interviews, so many people giving reviews on Malibu Rising, and I can't go there yet. So, I didn't do any deep dive into it. But I have to say that Taylor Jenkins Reid, I follow, or we, our podcast follows her on Instagram. We just started following her. And there was a post she um, did in May of my favorite view in the world is words on a page next to a swimming pool. (laughs) Who doesn't love that view? My difference would be I just want to read words on a page next to a swimming pool. She is doing edits of Malibu Rising Poolside. So she said, I edited some of Malibu Rising Poolside, and I'm hoping that shows in the vibes. Ooh, oh my goodness. That is the vibe I want. That's exactly. It's I want summer. to read this book sitting next to the pool. Please. How can I set this up? I first I'm going to need a pool in my backyard. Yeah. I don't think we I do can do that. We do have like this a week. neighborhood pool. We can go to the neighbor I can go to the neighborhood pool. There you go. Anyway, I'm just ready for this Malibu water pool vibe. 
I'm excited. Parents have a pool. You could come sit here. Could sit here. What part are you on? Are you here yet? Yeah. (laughs) Just the look across the pool at each other, like, did you just? (laughs) That would be fun. That would be fun. I like it. Okay. Anyway, so we're getting there. As of tonight, I should be starting listening to it. So yay! It's gonna be a good one. I can. It better be. I'm feeling it to be released in summer. I will be really sad if. I'm disappointed. I know. Because I've built my expectations really high. I have high. built this really high. Really high. So I'm I'm hoping I'm not sad about it. Me too. Okay. Okay. But today. But on to what we're reading now. Is what, yeah. What are we reading right now? I think you're, are you up first? What's or? on my shelf? Yeah. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Let me what tell you, you. I read. Spinny, spinny, spinny. Okay. I sped, I read Lincoln and the Bardo. Lincoln and the Bardo, like about Abe Lincoln? Abraham Lincoln. This is written by George Saunders. And it came out 2017, I think. It's been out for a couple of years. Yeah, 2017. It was like a big release. New York Times. It was like... I remember going to the airport and I always pick a book in the airport and it was on in every airport bookstore. It was just everywhere. And it just never caught my eye. I wasn't really interested. So I don't know why. I don't know if the cover didn't catch my eye because I love Lincoln books about presidents. And um, I've read a couple books about Lincoln himself. Anyway, it just didn't catch my eye. However, I don't know. I know I talked about the Armchair Traveler um, Goodreads summer book list. Yes. puts one book in each state, the setting. Yes. So I went through and highlighted all the books I'd already read, and it left me with like 30 books. Okay. To read. And this was one of them. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, I should just finally just sit down and read this. There was no wait for it. Lincoln in the Bardo. I wanted to love it. (laughs) You didn't love it. Because so many other people loved it. What is the rating on it? The rating is 3.75. That's pretty good. And the really cool thing about it, though, is if you do read it and if you've if it's been on your list, listen to it because it has a full cast. Oh, really? And it's like Nick Offerman from Parks and Rec. It has, oh, who else? I don't even, it has a ton a of, bunch people, of people, a full cast cast of characters and you will recognize different voices that it has fun. david I like sidero it I'm, anyway um which is really really fun it is a fun listen as far as all the characters where i got lost was i think it was maybe a bit intellectual writing too intellectual for me i wasn't oh. following it like i had to start it over again about an hour into it i was like i don't have any idea what's going on. Let's try again. And so then I kind of got a little bit more of an idea. And maybe I'm just not smart enough. It made me feel not smart enough. And so I was like, I'm not intellectual enough to follow this. And I got the, the overall. But if you're not intellectual enough, then I'm screwed. Well, I'm not super. Anyway, I loved. So the, here's the premise of it. Okay. Is it's not as much about Abraham Lincoln and his life. But his son, Willie, died while in the White House of tuberculosis, I believe. Okay. And at the time, because they didn't really know tuberculosis, it was because, like, his his child was free range. Like, they just, I mean, they came from farm, that where Abraham yeah. came from. And the kids, he didn't tell his children no. They could do no wrong. He was a very lackadaisical father. And so he, the son was always out riding his pony. Without a coat on. And so everyone always, that was the big flack was that he let him ride his pony without a coat. And then he got sick. And they threw a party that night. They had already planned a big party that night. And there was like discussion between him and his wife that they shouldn't be doing this party because here's Willie's really sick. And the Civil War, what would it look like that they're spending this much money on a lavish party? Yeah. But they were trying to keep morale up as well. So there was a standard and there was an expectation to keep morale up and to keep the White House tradition. But it really um, weighed heavy on Abraham Lincoln that they shouldn't be doing this. They shouldn't be spending this much on wine and the invitations and all this. And then 
his son was sick and they brought in a doctor and the doctor was like, he's fine. He's turned a corner. He's going to be fine. And he ended up dying later that night. Um, You know, so they had left his bedside to go out and mingle and then they'd come back and then um, he ended up passing away. But the premise of this story takes place in the cemetery where Willie is interned. Oh. And the characters are the spirits that are waiting in the bardo, which I didn't know that this was a term for the between um, life on earth and passing like on to heaven. the heavens. So you're in this, your soul or your spirit is in this limbo state of hmm. the bardo and you have to be released. You have to figure out how to get released to your afterlife. And so it's all these spirits in the bardo and they're watching like Lincoln carry the coffin with this other person into the tavern where he's put. And then he comes back later and just sobs at his coffin. And so they're seeing this happening as spirits and these spirits, all different reasons they're there and their lives and choices. And so you get a little bit of the civil war. It's really quite unique. Okay. And the cast idea is fantastic. Yeah. And I, the macabre aspect of it, I love so much about the idea of it. And yet I had a hard time following it. Okay. So I was disappointed that it was so hard to follow. Because, because it I, could have been cool. I really wanted it to be cool. And maybe it was just me. Hmm. Because other people seem to have liked it. It does kind of sound mixed a little bit. Like you don't, yeah. you're not alone is what I mean. Because 3.75 is good. Right. A majority like it. But there are enough that are also. I didn't realize like that this was spirits in the spirit realm. I feel like I needed some background information. To understand it. But in starting a book to read, I mean, that's kind of the fun of starting a book is figuring out what the setting and characters are. And that's kind of the confusing part, the first few chapters getting into it. I needed background knowledge because I wasn't picking up on that. Right. So that was maybe just my intellect or my confusion with it. I don't know, but that's, I gave it two stars. Yeah, because my guessing just wasn't getting me there. There are some really hilarious things about some of these characters, like one of them, the way he dies and the way his spirit is manifesting what he's wearing or not wearing was pretty funny and pretty, I mean, they all have this, there's a sadness, there's a funniness, there's a, there's a little of everything. Yeah. At which the characters were so great. I kind of wish I could have under, I just didn't. There was something missing that didn't click for me. Okay. That's, so that happened. Two stars for me. Okay. But that was my book that took place in Washington, D.C. for my armchair travels. Check. Check that one off the list. Well, at least you got that. So I got that out of it, and I've now checked that off my list. Awesome. I would like to hear if somebody else was able I to know. catch on better because there are just so many other things I would Did, have loved who about Who else it, read but, it, and what can you tell us yeah, about your thoughts? Right. Please share. I want to hear. Okay. Those are mine. Okay. All right. So the first book that I'm going to talk about, I mentioned, I think, last week that I had recently read it or was reading it when we recorded last week, which was um, Taylor Jenkins' read One True Love. Let's bring her back in. Yes. Yes. You were reading it or you had just finished reading it. Yeah. So this is on your recommendation. Jamie has read this a little while ago, so I know she already talked about it. Yes. I'll just give a quick reminder because it wasn't very long ago that Jamie talked about it. Yeah. This is about a girl who marries her, like, first love out of high school. And they have this life together. They're married a year. And he disappears in a helicopter accident. Mm -hmm. And then she mourns him. And two years later... Three years later. Yeah, a couple years later. She's moved on. It's been enough time that... Yes, I think two... So I think it's been three years. Because two okay. years after he's missing, she finally begins dating. A year after that gets engaged. Mm-hmm. And he is found. Yes. And so she has to yes. decide. Which I love that the opening page, even maybe even the opening sentence was, I was coming out of the restaurant with my fiancé and ran into... Or, or I got a phone call. call from my husband. And I'm yes. like, wait, what? 
You have a fiance and a husband. Like it starts immediately just like that. Like yes. what's going on? It really does. Like and then you do not have to bit. wonder. Yeah, you do yeah. not have to wonder. Like so, what the twist is going to be. There is your twist. I'm not, that's, yeah, no spoiler alert. That's the first it sentence of the book. Yes. So it's, it's such a different, it makes your mind spin a little bit. Like what yeah. would you do? What would you do yeah. if you were her? And where, where does love lie? And I mean, technically, are you still married? If he's been missing for three years, he was presumed dead. Yeah. So tell I, I'll stop talking. Yeah. No, what there's a lot do? of questions that you have to ask yourself. And, and... Like this fiance and this husband, like they both have feelings and they both Absolutely. like, anyway, it was really, it was, she does such a good job. Mm-hmm. I, let me just say that I was invested from the beginning until the end. I really, really liked how she took this story and it felt very realistic. These people's feelings and the way that they interacted with each other, I it was very believable and something that I would totally imagine happening. Um, the ending was good and disappointing. <laughs> it was like exactly what should happen and what I didn't want. And even though that's maybe not what I wanted, what I wanted wasn't right. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't even you know how conflicted. to say it. Right. Yes. There, was there a right or wrong? No. And see, and no. I disagree because I think I 100% agree with the ending. No, I agreed with the ending. But, but I like also it. wanted a different ending. You wanted, yeah. I don't even know how you to put it say into it. words. I think I said that when we were talking about it. I can't really say it's without. It's of course. Like, of course. It makes perfect sense the way that it ends. But I kind of just wanted, and I, I'm going to spoil. And so yeah. I'm not. And so what I wanted also wasn't there. What needed to right. happen happened. What it's not what I wanted. Right. But I loved it. I gave it four stars. It was a good book. Oh, yeah. Oh good. I'm glad you So loved those are it. my feelings without awesome. spoiling anything. Yeah. It's hard. I know. And I can't yeah. Ugh. I know. I know. And like my heart was bro- breaking for everyone involved. And exactly. It's one of those situations that I mean, someone's someone's hurt. Yeah. It's just who is hurt in the end. Well, and, and everyone's hurt a little bit. And everybody, a like, little piece of everybody's heart is notched off in this. Yeah. Like, there's no, nobody goes out of this unscathed, mm-hmm. no matter what. And and everyone, even if you end up where with what you want in the end, you didn't get there without pain. Right. I did and love... And a little bit of guilt and a little bit of, yeah. like... I, I think they all, yeah. Yep. It's so much. It. Anyway, I yep. would. Lo- this is one that you want to sit around and talk about. Yeah. This is one that would be great for Once a book read, club. Oh, it would be such a good book club discussion. So many conversations you can have about this book. I agree. So if you're looking for a good book club book, this is a good one. Yeah, I agree. Anyway. Okay. So that was my first book. If hey. you've read it, call me. Let's chat. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do a book club over the phone. Right. We can Zoom book club. Anyone Absolutely. who's read it will get something put together. Let us know if you want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My next one is The Things We Cannot Say by Kelly Rimmer. This sounds familiar to me. This is a World War II historical fiction. And it's... I oh, think I have seen this. We, it's Yeah. It's been around. I mean, it came out in 2019. I've seen it for a while. I think we've talked about this before. We are both burned out of World War II historical fiction. It is not a go-to genre of mine. I love his. I love historical fiction, but I don't typically pick one up that's a World War II. Not typically. However, this one just kept popping up and popping up and popping up. And finally, it just got me. And I was like, maybe it's been a long enough time that I could do a World War II historical fiction. And don't get me wrong. I've read a lot of really good good, let me say it one more time, World War II historical fiction books. Right. I feel like I've said that so many times. Yeah. And there's some that are have we been my kind of go around. favorite books. But there, it's also sometimes just feels like... The same stories. Same. And it, you know, because it's a and big you never, part of our ever, history. Yeah, you never want to become, like, numb to these stories. The, exactly. And I think the... Exactly. Well, well put. So this one is um, 
what I have to say, it is a World War II historical fiction. And that part I was like, eh. Same old, like, granddaughter looking into her grandma's history. Grandma's had a stroke. She's dying. And grandma has one last wish. She wants her granddaughter to... And she's having a hard time communicating because she's had a stroke. But she is so giving her daughter these very broken message through a stroke that she needs to go um, back to her country, Poland. I think she's from Poland and find this person. And she's like, grandma, I can't just go do that. But it's her time is short and this is her last request. And she needs her to go do, do this. this for me. Yeah. And um, so it's that story of going back and figuring out these you know, that things, secrets were kept during the war and things might not be what they seem. That typical World War II, which was good. It was a good storyline and whatnot. But what I loved more about this book was the modern day side of it, of the granddaughter's home life. The granddaughter's married. She's got two kids. She wanted to have a career and children. And she was really invested in her career until her second child was born a son who was born on the with um a child who's on the autism spectrum and so their whole life is turned upside down because of the needs and demands of this child and their marriage is turned upside down because of it she is the dedicated mother who knows every look and whim from this child. She has just learned everything and gotten him all the therapies and all the um, the things he's needed. And everything is so rigid and structured and has to be a certain label of food. Like, and I know I have friends whose this is their life and it is like the day is ruined over the tiniest little things and people don't realize those little yeah. things. And the husband thinks the mom is creating a a monster by giving into all these little things when really oh. she's looks at it as she is um, postponing a complete meltdown. Right. Like all the, if right. I can do all these things right, our day just goes better. And he looks at it as you do all these things. So he's not learning to deal with things and get, you know, you're, you're baby him too much. So there's issues in their marriage. And then she brings in that, she needs to go to Poland. And that's just not possible. How could I leave this son? And then she has an, a daughter as well. And her husband is at work all the time. And she does everything. And how could he possibly handle what she does? Mm-hmm. That side of the story was fantastic. Because it shows like, what happens when mom who does everything leaves? And dad thinks, or husband thinks, it's so we can handle this. Go, go, go. This is no big deal, which yeah. makes her feel punitive in her job. Like you think I can just leave and you're nothing's going to be different in your life. You know, so that side of the story, I love. That's awesome. Because they both are learning and growing that it's okay to walk away. And he's learning. You do so much. I had no idea. And I've backed off and allowed you to do everything. And I need to be more of a part. I loved it. I okay. loved that so much. The going to Poland and that part was good. But the twist on this historical fiction was the modern day part of it that was great. Cool. I gave it three stars. Awesome. Um, so if you like, you know, that genre, you'll love it. Yeah. And if you're burned out of that genre and find that this was a book club pick or whatnot, you'll enjoy it for the modern day part. I love that. That's my twist on it. Very good. So. Awesome. Okay. The next one I'm going to talk about is My Calamity Jane by Cynthia Hand. Have you? This is number three in a series. Okay. I know nothing about it except I've seen it on lists. Okay. So the first in the book is called My Lady Jane. So that one's been read most. Okay. Because it's. You know, the, right. it's older. It's been around longer. Um, these are, I love all of these books. Okay. I will just say that. Okay. You're I love a these fan books. Of this so I was really excited to find My Calamity Jane, which actually came out last year and I just wasn't even aware of it. I didn't even know it had come out. Okay. So I, I found it recently or someone said, Hey, have, has that one come out? And I was like, I don't know. Let's look. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it did. 
Anyway, so I highly, highly, highly recommend listening to these books. They are funny. Really? Yes. So what they do is they take a historical story and they put a mythical spin on it. And it's funny. It's meant to be funny. They are not quite, it's not a subtle little bit of funny. It's in your face. I'm trying to be funny. And it is funny. It is so funny. So um, My Lady Jane is my most favorite. It was the first one. Um, I read it a while ago, but it's super funny. It, um, if I can even remember the main story, it's about like, uh, Edward, King Edward back in England, you know, religion played such a big role in that time frame, you know, back, back, back. And they take religion and kind of put a spin on it and make it like, well, it's, um, you, you might turn into animals. It is so funny. Anyway, I'm not even going to give it. Do I have to know enough about no history to pick up on the humor? No. Okay. Because then I'm like, what if it's not funny to me? Because I'm not smart enough. I've already been hit with a book like that. But we've also okay. decided that I'm not as smart as you. Well, that's so. I don't agree. You would, no, you we would be on. Like, that, I but. am not like a history buff. I am not. Okay. I like history books because I'm actually learning something that I don't know. So I do enjoy a good historical fiction, mm-hmm. especially when it's something new that I'm not aware of. Yeah. This yeah. is, I mean, you kind of have an idea of the time, which is King Edward and people, everybody wants the throne. Right? Yeah. Edward dies, and then there's Jane. Jane, who gets the throne for a very short time. And this is actually true. She's not in the throne for very long. And everyone's trying to kill her because and get her off the throne because they want the throne. And so it's her trying to stay alive. Okay. Anyway, it is super funny. So that's My Lady Jane. The one I actually recently read is My Calamity Jane, who is in the Wild West, Shoot to America. So mm-hmm. there's not, you don't have to read these in any in particular any order. order. Okay. There are different times in history. They are not at all connected. They just okay. go down the same theme of funny, like you're going to get the same, yeah, you're going to get the same writing and the same story that's, they just take a historical fact, put a spin on it. So in this one, in my Calamity Jane, Calamity Jane is a story or is a character in our history, like Wild West. Mm-hmm. She is great with a whip, and they put on shows. They go around putting on shows around the Wild West. And the spin on this one is that there are werewolves. And so they're actually werewolf hunters. and that's But their guise is that they're traveling around putting on these Wild West shows, like shooting, and she does the wow. whip. Yeah. But really they're out. They're traveling around hunting werewolves werewolves okay so Hmm. it is super fun i gave it four stars it's a great if you just want a light-hearted you want to have a good laugh yeah yeah, this is the book for you totally listen to it specifically okay i will give a little bit of background the the audiobook narrator of the Mm -hmm. first one seriously is one of the best audiobooks i've ever listened to has passed away Oh. So she doesn't do the second or the, the second. third book. They still do a great job, but that first narrator, it's so it's so very sad that that audiobook world has lost her because she is so good. Oh, now I even more so want to listen knowing that. I know. Anyway, but that being said, it is a different narrator than the first book because of that, but mm-hmm. still just a great story. So I gave it four stars. Awesome. Highly recommend this little trilogy my calamity jane is the is the third and my plain jane is the second my lady jane is the first fantastic yeah okay we're gonna take a little pause right here while i respond to this text Mm -hmm. all these doors closing in the middle of the day right we don't usually get any (laughs) exactly Okay, 
on to my, is this third already? Yeah. Third book. We're third just book. cruising through these. Um, the Brilliant Life of Eudora Honeyset. I love a book with an older character, a senior friend, and a primary aged friend. And this will bring you both. Um, it's written by Annie Leons. Can I tell you I read that this week too? You did. And well, I'm going to let Let's, you. I will just I I I kept reading it and thinking, "Ooh, this is a mix between this book and this book that I love and this book <laughs> and this book that I love." And really it comes down to if you liked A Man Called Uwe, mm-hmm. and if you liked um Me Before You, this would be a good mixture of those two books. That is a really good way to put would it. I would say? agree. I would agree. It it just it's this older lady and she's all alone. She has no family, no friends, and she just doesn't really she's done. She's tired. She's not like miserable. No. But she doesn't want to get old. She's already old. But she doesn't want to get older. Like to the point where she no longer has control of her body or her yes. mind. She wants to have things in place that when her mind is gone and her body's the She doesn't even gone, get there. Yeah. That she, yeah, she doesn't want to be in that situation. She doesn't want someone to have to take care of her in a feeble way. She wants to be able to go out, go on, out her own terms. on her own terms and she, just to, to not have to degrade yeah. And be taken care of. And so, it, and it, throughout the book, it goes back into like her childhood and her life story and why she, you kind of get these, this, you understand why she feels that way. But this next door neighbor moves in and they've got a little girl. And do you remember, I don't remember the little girl's name. Oh. Not that I ever know any people's names. Eudora's the, I don't remember the little girl's name, it doesn't matter. Um Rose. A little Rose moves in next door and she just kind of becomes friend. They become friends, not by choice on Eudora's part, mm-hmm. <laughs> but because Rose needs has a just friend. needed a friend and just was like, oh, we're friends. We yep. live right here. We're just friends. This is what we do. Starts coming over to her house and they become friends and they get to know each other. And it's just sweet and endearing. And I love it so much. And in the book description, it says... So maybe this is where I got this from, but it says infused. I didn't realize this. I don't think I read this, but maybe I did. And that's why it's there. It says infused with the emotional power of me before you and the irresistible charm of Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. And be frank with me, a moving and joyous novel about an elderly woman ready to embrace death and the little girl who reminds her what it means to live. How funny, because I wouldn't, I I did me before you, but I didn't put Eleanor Eleanor Oliphant in in it either. Either. But I liked that book. I've never read Be Frank With Me. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that one. But how funny that it gave book descriptions. Similar to yours. Similar to mine and how to mix, you know, the mix of the two. But um, just a good. It does have a lot of heart. I will say from my point of view, it took me a minute to like get into it. Mm -hmm. It was like, I didn't like it at the beginning. Really? I'm trying to think. I was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, life is hard. You want to die. Like, (laughs) it sounds awful, but that's how I felt. Yeah. Like like, when I was reading it at the beginning, you know, and I'm like, you are making choices. Like, get on, you know, like, get out of your house and go, like, live, do Mm -hmm. something. And so I kind of had a bad attitude about Eudora at the beginning of the book. But it really did change for me. Yeah. All of a sudden, like, I, uh, something's changed in the feeling of the book. And I began to love Eudora. I loved her. I loved her. And I, and I, I always that, loved Rose. Yeah. And I think that comes from finding out about her past. Yes. As you find more out about her life. And, and then that relationship. I just, I just love, yes. and I love the little things that grandmas do. Like, oh, you bake a cake when you go here. You do these yes. things. You do that's good. A phone I did call, like that uh, too. You know, just those little grandmotherly touches in the book of an older grandma. She got to be yeah. a grandma. I, I remember thinking like, oh, I'm not going to be able to give this a very good rating. 
at the beginning. Yeah. But by the end, I gave it four stars. You gave it four. I gave it three. Okay. But I did, you know, Maybe now- it was just so surprising that the change, mm-hmm. like I had, I was like, no, this you isn't very to, good. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, you, you surprised me. You pulled it out. You pulled it out. You get this. And I, yeah, it's very sweet, very endearing. Yeah. And I think also this going back to ratings, if I had read it next to the things we cannot say that I gave three stars- I would have given uh, this four stars because I did better. like it a lot more. But that shows you how ratings come and go based off of what you've read recently and where you yes, are. Yes, absolutely. Because I would put it up above the things we cannot say. Okay. But I okay. gave it three stars as I and I had read it before that book. So there you go. So interesting. Anyway, it was just a great enjoy. If you enjoyed a man called Uve, absolutely. You enjoy this book. Yeah, right on that. Yeah. Same tune. Or Britt Marie was here. Like yeah. I just love. I love Britt Marie yeah. was here. Just great, great Aww. stories. I love. It's definitely about a feel good. It definitely has its own tone when you take into consideration like what makes what you know. How do you want to die? Yeah, it does. It made me question and Absolutely. reevaluate my own views about death and you know a good death. Yeah. And that's something to think about. And it that's, is. And I well, think you should consider what is a good death to you. Right. And it, what is a qual- good quality of life? Yes. Because I think about my grandmother was very ill for a long time and needed a lot of care. And there was that battle of, is this a good quality of life? And I was mad at some points that, like, she should be able to talk to us. She should, this is, it's not fair to her. Yeah. Is how I felt. And what are you as a... A family member getting out of that. And I have to tell you that there was so much love and humblingness that I got out of serving her. Yeah. Like, I really did feel like it was my opportunity to give back to her for how much she served me my whole life. A very small amount of how much she served me. So I was so grateful I got the opportunity to do that. But was that fair to her? Yeah. And, you know, those are just questions questions you can't answer. But you should be thinking about. Yeah. I'm not saying spend your days thinking about these things. But, like, take a minute. Like, are you taking a minute? And by reading this book, it did give me a minute Mm -hmm. to consider these things for myself and for the people that I love. And And the different people that can bring joy into your life. Yeah. Like, take advantage of the people around you Mm -hmm. for what they can bring to your life. Yeah. And this idea, there is a character in the book who is a death doula. Mm-hmm. Where we have birth doulas. There are real death doulas. There are death doulas. And I, I had never even, I didn't know that. I didn't even consider that. And I can, I just thought that is, what a gift. Yeah. Like, to be able to help people in this hard time. Exactly. I thought it was really great. Right. There is, I read a really good book about, I, I have to have to look it up. I, maybe I talked about it on here, but where they use a death doula. But mm, it was um, the Jody Pickle book where they, maybe not. I'm going to have to research it before yeah, I yeah. throw words out. But um, there's also a podcast called Criminal, mm-hmm. um, and it's hosted by Phoebe Judge, which I, this is criminal. I want Phoebe Judge's, Judge's voice. But she does one interview with a death doula and it's oh. very, very interesting because the legalities with it, like, is it a criminal thing and the things they do and the advice they give? and It's so interesting. Yeah. There's just a lot there. And it doesn't mean because you're using a death doula that you're going to take your own life. No. But in some cases, that's, you know, when you've been given a um, a life sentence, what is that, a terminal illness yeah. diagnosis yeah. that people want to be able to say, well, I don't want to get to that. I don't point. want to get to that point. I want to go here, and they can assist with that too. But they also assist with just the natural process of death as well. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's an so interesting. Inter- it is so interesting, and I I love that character. I love the questions that it rose in my own mind about, you know, what what's worth sticking around for. What at what point. Should you not want to be in your body? Anyway, it was just, it was, it was a lot of those kinds of questions. And I thought they dealt with them very well. Mm -hmm. I thought that they did answer them very well for this character. And um, it was good to me in Uh, that sense. I like, yeah, me too. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
The next book I want to talk about is The Caretakers by Eliza Maxwell. Ooh. Is there a garden on this one? It does have like a garden-y picture on the cover. Okay. I've, I've seen this book. I've um, seen the cover. This is one that I listened to on Audible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I purchased it. So I don't know if that means it's not on our at our library or if I just had a really good deal and so I grabbed it because it was a good deal. Sometimes I, yeah. if it's, I don't have to wait and it's a good deal, I'll do that. Then, right. I can't remember. Rightly so. Um, but I did listen to this on Audible. And it, to give a little bit of a background, this book is about two sisters who are twins and they have a falling out. And you don't really understand the falling out, but you're jumping into the picture of them as adults. Mm-hmm. Um but something happened when they were teens and they are estranged. Okay. And the mother at the very beginning of the book is like, okay, this has to end. Like we've been, you've been living apart all these years. I should have stepped in sooner, but um, you need to come home and we need to mend these bridges um, uh, from now on, like starting now. And here's the day that you're coming home. I expect you here to the sister. And she's like, that's crazy. Um, she doesn't want to see me, whatever. Well, before she's able to go home, she she basically agrees to go home knowing that it's going to be really hard. Mm -hmm. But before she gets home, her mother dies. Okay. And so she has to go home for the funeral. But right at all this is happening at the same time. Her mother dies. Her job, the main character's job is she does these documentaries about crime maybe wrongly accused people okay okay and she is able through a documentary that she does to reopen a case of a man who was put away for jail and he's been in jail for like 12 years okay and um they they reopen the case and he gets his conviction overturned because the the police just kind of cut corners in his case. Looks like maybe there was planted evidence and he's finally released. So okay. all of this is going on. This happened before her mother died. And so she feels very vindicated. Yeah. Ab- help, being able to help this man. She, she worked closely with him and believed that he was innocent. Okay. So the night before she goes home to the funeral and everything, mm-hmm. he releases a video that he's kidnapped and killed the police chief's daughter who oh. is like a 20 something year old awful and so he really wasn't innocent now you're going to feel what it feels like to have to lose someone cuz her his mom died, like his wife leaves him after he's all of this everything. he's lost everything he comes home and and he does not get his life back they don't give him any money um, you know, sometimes you can get some monetary, right? You know, he gets nothing. nothing. He's basically like, "Oh, sorry, sorry that happened." Yeah, we'll his, release but his you. wife leaves him with his children, and he's never he didn't he missed twelve years of his children's lives. So he's basically like, as you know, vengeance out of vengeance, he takes this girl and you know says she's dead. If you want to find her body, and he sends her this these police people on a wild goose chase and kind of like mentions her Mm -hmm. and she's like, I don't know anything about this. And anyway, so she's tied up in this whole thing is happening and she's supposed to go home. So she goes home for the funeral, but she doesn't want her family to be tied into this work mess that's happening. And so she decides that she's just going to leave the funeral, but her mother's person like her mother's solicitor, mm-hmm. you know, that like handled her estate, mm-hmm. um, comes and is like, don't leave. Like, you need to talk to me first. So she goes and talks to him. And they find out that her mother was adopted and they didn't know that. And so she she didn't she found out when her father passed away, but didn't share that with them. And there is this estate 
that is now being passed to this, her and her twin sister. And together they've got to figure out what they're going to do with this estate. So she goes to the estate to hide okay. while all of this, all of this stuff is, is happening on. so that she can is just she go she's somewhat there. been threatened by this guy? Like she, is she a well, little that bit nervous? She, for- he kind of makes it sound like she's involved. Oh. Like she's participating and aiding him. Oh. Even though she is, she not. is not. So there's that. And the police, she doesn't trust the police to keep her safe. Because it's the police, Ooh, right? Yeah. So she's she can't be guarded by the police because she thinks they might hurt her because of her involvement. But she's a, there's also the chance that he could hurt her if he's like on this rampage. Because okay. he is kind of mad at her because she kind of dropped him after he was released. Because she's yeah. moved on to her next she's project. She's moved on to the next case. It, yeah. So, job done. So there is a chance he could hurt her too. So she's really, there isn't really a way for her to be safe. And her sister is mad at her and you don't really know why. And so she doesn't feel, and she, so she doesn't want to hurt her anymore. Yeah. So she kind of just goes. So there's this whole, and she learns her mother's past. So there's lots happening in this story. It's A lot busy. happening. It is. But it's good. Like it all does kind of tie um, itself up. They do a good job. Like there's no loose ends. And the way that it all ends up coming out is they did a good job. I gave it four stars. Awesome. Yeah. So that was a good one. Awesome. Okay, my last one is Mother May I by Jocelyn Jackson. Mother May I? I don't it know if I've heard of It just recently came out, and I've read another book by her called Never Have I Ever, which I really liked as well. That one was good. So this is, she's got quite a few books. Um, I've only read the Never Have I Ever and then this most recent one, which I believe came out uh, just this April. Um, and it is the story of a girl, a woman who grew up, you know, in rural Georgia. Her name's Bree. Um, pretty poor. Like she's been, she's been the one who's been shopping at thrift shops, two stores, two towns over, um, just barely getting by. And, um, with her family and she grows up and lives a different on the other side of the tracks. If you may like she married, she goes to a school. She meet. she goes to a higher ranked school. She's pretty smart. She's going to be an actress. She's very, very well known in plays in the theater. And, um, and so she meets this guy and he's, from a very well-to-do family, and he's a lawyer. They have this whole family practice that he's in with, and just a total different way of life. Family money. And so she's living her dream life with her lawyer husband. She's got three children. She couldn't want anything else. She has everything she's ever wanted. Things are just perfect. Wow. Isn't that nice? Yes. We Sign me up. We all like to be – right, right. She wakes, she has these nightmares from her childhood, things that were, you know, the not pleasant time of her life. And she wakes up one morning and she's not quite sure if it was real, if what she saw was real or if it was in a dream. But she saw this woman who looked like a witch out her window, oh. this little witchy woman. And she it really freaks her out. And, to you know, to the point where her husband's like, whoa, what's going on? Because I think she kind of screamed and. And she's like, oh, it must have just been a dream. There's no way there was a real witch outside my window. Right. But gosh, it seems so real. Well, they go on their day and they she's got this little baby. It's her little boy. And she's got the baby in a carrier. And she goes, her daughters are in a play at school. And so she's there for rehearsal and snack mom and doing all the right, you know, the great things. And she sees this little old lady from her dreams walking across the parking lot and she's what? like, this is so creepy. Was that real? Or am I just now seeing it? You know, like that, is where creepy. is this coming from? And, um, she's just like this, this, I, I can't even, I don't even know what to do with this anymore. Well, so she's at the play and she, she walks up to the front to do something and turns around and her baby in the carrier is gone. No. So she didn't see the lady inside the building, but she's starting to be like, okay, nobody here. My daughters don't have the baby. None of the other moms, the other dad that's there. Nobody has her baby. This lady that was creepy and didn't seem to really belong in their school, their neighborhood. 
that I think I saw earlier that morning, but could be from my dream. And I know I'm sounding crazy, but now my baby's gone. Oh my God. What do I do? And so she, she runs home. She's like, I got to go. Will you bring my girls home? I got to figure out what's going on. She goes to her back to her car and she's, she gets these messages from this lady. And it was this little old lady who is telling her like what to do next. I've got your baby. This is what I need you to do. And then like calmly. Yeah. yeah. And then I will give you your baby back. And so she doesn't know what to do. She's being told not to go to the police. What would you do in this situation? If your child goes missing and a letter is left that says, don't go to the police. I will call you at this time here. Do you, would you call the police or would you? I think I would involve the police. I think I would too. But she said, so she says, you know, is, am I being watched? Will she know if I call the police? If I get well, someone go involved? To like Walmart and get a go phone. Right? Something. Let me give you ideas in case so, this happens to you. So she's got to figure out why this lady took her baby. Okay. Why this lady is asking her to do this seemingly small task to get her baby back. What's I am going so on and intrigued. who's involved? Did you like it? I liked I gave it four stars. Okay. I like a good thriller like yeah. this. Yeah. And it was just enough creepy and enough. No, don't do that. No, that's dumb. And you call the police. You don't like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back and forth. Yeah. I gave it four stars. It was good. Okay. It was good. Like I I'm like so curious about what this lady wants her to do and why and she why? would take her baby. And where does this lady come from? Like, and how, is it someone what, from her past? Is it someone her from about her husband's past? And was it a dream? Was it real? Does this lady know where she lives? All okay. the questions. It was good. Okay. It was a good one. That Mother is May good. I, four Mother stars. May I. Okay. I have, I looked it up and the cover I recognize. It's been around. Like, yeah. People are talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's a good one. Okay. The last book for me is called The Bend in Redwood Road by Danielle Stewart. I have never heard of this. It's good. It's like a little background is, or the synopsis of the book is that there's a girl. She's 25 years old. She's adopted. She's always known she was adopted. That's not news. Mm Um. But she's away at college, and she, in at the very beginning of the book, has a panic attack slash nervous breakdown in the middle of class. And okay. so she's, you know, her mom is obviously worried about her. She ends up in the hospital, and she's, her mom wants her to get help, and so she makes her go and see a therapist and she knows about therapy and she can't be fixed with therapy, you know? Um, she tries to help her by making her see a therapist. So she's going to talk her way out of therapy, right? Yeah. She's going to go to make her mom happy, but she's not really going to go. She's not invested. Right. 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 But what ends up happening is the therapist does a great job and understands, meets her where she is. Mm -hmm. And, um, kind of gets her thinking outside of the box in different ways to handle this stress without even understanding where the stress maybe is rooted. Mm-hmm. And um, and she does. You do find out that she sent in a DNA test to find out about like her genetics and where she came from because she okay. her adoption. She, they don't know her mom, her mom did not give her name at the hospital. So she was left at the hospital. And so there is no No way, there's not like records that are locked that she could try to undo. It's just, there's a dead end. Okay. She has no, no connection to where she came from. So she kind of starts down this journey without telling her parents. She doesn't want to hurt her parents' feelings by making it seem like she doesn't care about them or isn't grateful for everything they've done for her. She just is so curious about her own past. Right. As she would be. Right. So she doesn't tell, um, she doesn't tell her parents and she does this kind of on her own with a friend. Okay. Goes to unlock these 
tries to find out what she can about her past. And then there's the flip side, whereas it is her birth mother and where her birth mother is now. You're finding out where her birth mom is now and her life and her past. And you're kind of getting hit glimpses of the past um, of her trying to reconcile her choices, right? right. She gave right. up a baby. Nobody knows about this. She did it in secret. And how that has affected her over the years. Yeah. Okay. And not knowing or... Yeah, the, whatever uh, happened to this baby. There's just always that question mark hanging over your head when mm-hmm. it's... And like where her life has taken her now and the choices that she made then, where they led now and how she feels about it now. And... um and how their paths cross, right? Yeah. So it was I've I've read stories like this before. I I like these kinds of stories. Yeah. So already, you know, it's a kind of story that I like, but I really liked this one. I gave it four stars. Fantastic. It was it was a different kind of story in like the family dynamics of it all, like where yeah. this adoptive child fits into the her birth family. Okay. Um where that like the mom obviously made a a choice back in her history that led to where she is now and is she happy now with that choice right and what would have happened if she made a different choice yes i think that's really interesting um and her you know her adoptive family and what that ended up being like for her and anyway i just really really liked how it all played out it was a different story it was different and i don't want to spoil anything but it is different than your average oh i'm too young yeah or i don't have the means or i want to give a better life to this baby than i can give her it is different than that interesting so i don't want to spoil it but it is different and like where this birth mom's choices ended up leading her and and even if it's good is it the best choice right i don't know Anyway, it's just, I just found, I finished it and was like, that can't be the end. And it's not because there, oh. it, there's another book. There's three books in this series. I didn't know when I started it. How fun. So that was just the first one. That. I know. So I gave it four stars. I, if you like, like, you now know the storyline. If this mm-hmm. is something like the women's lit, totally. Yeah. But I really liked it. It, it brought up a lot of questions about like, you know, are you willing to risk if you could give your child a good life, is it worth, is it worth giving them away? And what what are you willing to sacrifice? Right? There's lots of sacrifices mm-hmm. made in this book. And were and she had a good life with her adoptive family. Yeah. Right? And they loved her. But does that make up for not being with your biological family? Yeah. And maybe yeah. it is. Like she she's not unhappy with her life. And she gets to meet her mom. So I will say that. That's yeah. not like a real spoiler. Right. But it's, there's a lot happening here. There's a lot at play that I just, I love, it made me really think about like people's choices. People make crazy choices. It's the best part of reading. I know. You get to experience all people's crazy choices because we yeah. all make them. Right. And like and we then all there's have some reasons. I don't have to make because I've right. read about it and I'd be like, there Ooh, you go. But this character went down this road, so I am not making that choice. Right? Like, right? look at the things that could happen at the end of that we road. Could learn from our characters. Totally. Anyway, so fun. It was it was good and interesting. I'm I'm looking forward. I already went and bought it because it's not at my library. The second, the second one book. Because I was like, oh, I'm gonna Must be continue. listening to that. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Awesome. What a fun. Day of books. Right. Right? Boom, boom, boom. I'm like loving it. Summer reading. It's really the best. I know. It really is. This time of year so much reminds me like my childhood, like the summer reading program at the library. Yes, I went this week with my kids. Yeah. I got my two boys their own card. Oh, I love that. Right? It's like a good day. That's a good day. And it really does spark like... Because they're reading for themselves now. Yes. I mean, yes, we do daily reading as part of our like morning stuff. You can't go play or turn on a screen until mm-hmm. you've read a little bit. 
and but we're going to the library. You're picking out like your here's your choice. On your card and this yeah. is you go in and find your stuff and then we'll all check out. I just love the library. It's I so love fun. Summertime at the library. I know. And so it's we so literally, great. my kids were like, mom, because I'm also getting books for my three-year-old and my nine-year-old and they are reading faster. So we have a lot, we got a lot of books. They're like, you got 32 books. <laughs> and I was like, yes, we yes, did. Yes, we sure did. We can have these for three weeks. Like we'll go through them quick because yeah. they're little books. Right. Um, and it's fun. Like they're fun yeah. to be like. Just a new book. Yeah. It's so exciting yeah. to go to the library. And, they, and they're like. That. They're just going to let you take all of these books? I'm like, yes. Yes. They will let it's me. It's magic. Yeah. It's magical. We have to give them back. Yeah. So we better hurry and read them. And take care of them. Mm-hmm. And then having a library bag to take. Like the whole process. Why I does know. this excite me so much? I love it so much. I do too. I love, I love it so much. And every little cottage that I drive by, I'm like, why I need a bookstore. Yes. <laughs> I agree. That I can go to I and sit at you. every day and read. Yep. And then... Watch everybody have this joy when they come in and get a book. I love it. I know. Books, books, books. Anyway. Well, thank you for listening today. I know. Please let us know if you've read any of these. Yeah, you can send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. You can send us an email at thisisyourbookclubpodcast at gmail.com. Like and subscribe. Leave us a review. All the things. Yeah, and we'll see you next time for our book club. So get yes. reading so that you can listen Can't in. Can't wait to see you next week. Yeah. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And, and this, this is, is your book, book club. club.